Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I'm your host, Emikale Imani. And uh, yeah, I guess, like I said, we'll just get right into it. I am an intuitive writer. Um, I am a photographer, content creator. I am a singer-songwriter. So, okay, so let me go through exactly who I am, right? So intuitive writings, channelings. Um, I have um, an Instagram account on the Cusp Collective where I house all of my intuitive guidance, my quotes. Um, uh, what else? There's mantras on there. There's monthly lessons. Um, so that's my, my pen name is Nikola Imani. Um, it's my real name. <laughs> uh, and then um, photographer, content creator, Mickey C's. M-I-C-K-Y, C's. And then I'm a singer-songwriter. I, I do music. Um, which I love. It's one of my, I mean, everything I do that I'm extremely passionate about, but music is my first love um, under the artist name Parcel. So that's me. And I basically just want to take this first episode to just introduce you guys to who I am, just did that, and um, why I'm starting this podcast, why um why we're here today essentially or my cat why my cat want to act up right now why she want to act up he so back a little bit of backstory with me um started out in the fashion industry and um was doing fashion for about six years it was fun at first and then once i got honestly once i got into corporate fashion that's when it kind of just went downhill also, y'all live in a brownstone. If anyone knows anything about New York, <laughs> ooh, these walls is thin, y'all. So if y'all hear music, romp, bump, jumping, thumping, it's probably my neighbors. So bear with me. So summer of 2017, I got laid off <laughs> from a job. Um, I'd only been there for three months. So I left my first full-time job, right? I left my first full-time job. Got laid off three months after, and I was unemployed for like five months. And um, it was the first time I ever got laid off of any job ever. <laughs> and I was very grateful, very happy to have gotten laid off because after about, I'd say like a month, I want to say, maybe a month and a half of working there, my supervisor just started, it went left. She just started being very nasty. Um, like if I asked her a question about anything, she was annoyed. She was irritated. Like it was just, I could just tell that like 
some I don't know something changed, and I was just like, all right, Lord, like mm, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. Like I don't I don't know how this is gonna work because her demeanor towards me is not cute, and I know how my mouth works. <laughs> Um, cause I'm, I'm such a respectful person, you know, I really, really am. But, um, I, you know, when you're being blatantly disrespectful towards me, it's like, mm, any, at that point, anything, anything goes. So, so I ended up getting laid off. Who y'all, and I tell you, I never packed up my shit so fast. <laughs> I walked out of that building with a smile on my face. I was like, I didn't, I, I wasn't even like worried, upset, frustrated, concerned, nothing. At that point, I was like, thank God, because I also know me, I would have wanted to wait until I found another job and da da da, and it would have just gotten worse. It was already getting worse, so that got nixed. And uh, now that I realize, I'm pretty sure that was the beginning of my Saturn return, me getting laid off that job, you know. And um, so I got laid off. Off, I was off, uh, out of work for five months. That was the longest I'd ever gone without a job. So the first two months was cool or whatever. I had some savings. I had, um, I was getting partial unemployment and then I still had my part-time job. So I, I was all right for a little bit. After like the third month though, that's when I started getting a little worried. And so I finally found my second job, second full-time job, um, November, 2017, and then I want to say, so I was, you know, I was excited. I was happy back in the workforce, feeling good about myself, grateful, blessings, you know what I mean? Um, and then I want to say like barely six months that I was um, at this job that I just got. And I, just got. and I just got this thought that ran across my mind one day. And I was like, how much longer am I going to be here? I was like, whoa. I was like, slow down, sis. You just got this job. You ain't even been here a year yet. And you're already plotting your escape. Like, wait a minute. So I just shrugged it off, you know. Nah, whatever, you know. No, I just got here. Let me, let me, let me be, let me get here. Cause, you know, you never really know the full extent, especially in fashion. You never really know the full extent of a job. Um, Unless until you've been there for like more than one season, right? So fashion operates in seasons. So I had just started; they were just starting their spring season. So I was like, okay, let me give it like a, like two seasons, like spring and fall, fall, you know, and see how I land, where I land, and how I feel after that. And so shrugged again, shrugged it off, uh, gave it a few more months, and then that summer. 2018 was when I felt it again like ooh, I think I want to get out of here like I don't know if I want to be in fashion at all not even this job but like I don't know if I want to be in fashion period and uh that was that was a little tough for me because I had had I yeah I really hadn't really tapped into like I was doing photography but I wasn't really like trying to do it as a profession and so that's when I really was like, yeah, no, I need to get my photography up because I want to leave fashion. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. Um, so I started doing my photography and getting, you know, some gigs there. And, um, you know, that kind of took off and did its thing. And did I make it a year? Let's see, I left at the end of, 
So yeah, okay. So I gave us a year or some change or whatever. Um, I ended up leaving towards the middle end of 2019. So August 2019, I was gone. I was out. Out of the fashion industry, I just got to a point where I, I was going crazy. Like I was legit going crazy. Like I couldn't focus. I couldn't complete my work. I was having to stay late at work because like during the work hour, I was having such a hard time focusing because I didn't want to be there. And so I was escaping like with my podcasts and stuff and my music, which is fine. But just for me, I, the, 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 the urge to not be there, not being that job was just so compelling. It was giving me anxiety like through the roof. So it was like, unless, unless my task for the week was something where I could legit check out, like, you know, and, 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 and do it like kind of repetitively, I was good. But when it was like, things started getting too, okay, do this. Okay. Actually you take a pause from there and do that. Okay. Do this. Like, I was just like, all right, I just want y'all to leave me alone. I just want y'all to leave me alone. So I can listen to my music and my podcast and do my work. Like stop giving me all these extra other tasks. Like, let me just be. And I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. So it was the summer of 2018. That was when I was really like, oh, I got to get out of here. Like, July, yeah, like July, August. I'm like, uh, I got to get out of here. And, uh, oh no, sorry, it was it 2019? No, summer 2018. No, 2019. Child, this time, what is this time to set up right now? <laughs> Whew. Um, so... So yeah, so I, like I said, I got the urge to to get out to get out of Dodge, and so I really started like seeking things that were like more energetic. I started like really getting into my intuition. I did this really cool program um, with a, an intuitive lifestyle coach named um, Sharon Escanandi. Her program's called Whole, Wholehearted Coaching, and that's the first time I had ever told anyone. I was at I went to um, Hill House. I found this really amazing um, meditative yoga uh, spot close to where I was living called Hill House. Um, FYI, I live in Brooklyn, uh, based in New York. Ow. Um, but so yeah, so like. I was going to their classes and stuff. They had like free workshops and things. So I was like getting involved with like more, more uh, spirituality, mystical stuff. And I was into it. I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like I'm into this. This is amazing. Um, so I met Sharon. And so I went through her, her program. It was like a six month program. And she basically teaches you how to uh, listen, listen to and hone in on your intuition. So it just makes you very um sensitive to your intuitive guidance and how it shows up for you and what it looks like and uh it was I can I can say now looking back it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself but in the moment because I was so anxious to get out of my situation I, I wanted someone to be like, oh, this is what you do. A, B, C, D, E. There you go. You're free. <laughs> and unfortunately, this journey, this spiritual walk does not work that way. You have to go through the process. You have to follow your path. You have to follow the your intuitive steps, right? 
And so that for me was just the source of just like so much anxiety. And I finally got to a place, I, I kid you not, it may have been like towards the end of the program, which it ended like November. So this is November of 2019 now, towards the end of the program. So I, so, I, so that I met her the summer of 2019. Or was it 2018? That's really throwing me off. No, it was the end of 2018. Whoa. Because last year, December 2019, that's when I put in my tweaks and my job. Okay. Wow. Yo, time. Jeez Louise. Yeah, time. My goodness. Um, so, yeah. So, the end of 2019. Yo, this is really... You know what? It's not important. <laughs> time is a construct. It is not important. I just want to give you guys a timeline of my process. But basically, I've been on this journey for two years, Okay. Been on this journey of learning to follow and hone my intuition for the last two years. December 1st is actually the second year anniversary of really just following spirit, following the universe. Um, and I, I ended up taking a huge leap of faith, right? Huge leap of faith. So... I finished Sharon's program summer 2018. I mean, November 2018. That's what it was. I finished her program November 2018. December, I was introduced to a um, energetic healer, an energy worker by the name of um, Miriam Hasna. And um, she, I was listening to The Friend Zone. It was a huge Friend Zone a podcast listener and friends always talking about her friend Haas 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 right so I tune in that day mind you this is like the end of November I tune in that day Miriam's on the podcast and I was like oh my god finally this Miriam Haas not person that she's always talking about yes okay I'm excited I'm tuned in soul on fire and when I tell you that episode changed my life, it literally changed my life. And the whole episode was about energy as currency. I tell you, that that is what started me on this path. I kid you not. I promise you, everything that I love, listening to that episode changed my life, my viewpoint, my perspective, everything that I wanted for myself, how I wanted to live my life. I was like, oh no, oh, mm -mm, we got mm -mm. time for a change. It's time for a change. So if that podcast episode came out the end of November, I, I mean, it was like November 28th, December 1st, I was like, cool, no weed, no alcohol, no sexual activities, yoga, meditation, every day when I get off work, like I was like, this, this, the shift starts now. It starts now. That was the, the end of 2018. I can say that. That was the end of 2018. Um, damn, this time thing is really throwing me off. Wow. <laughs> that was the end of 2018. And I know, cause now it's the end of 2020. Sheesh, my God. Um, that was the end of 2018. And I committed, I committed, I committed, I committed. I was determined to find more meaning, find more purpose in my life, to be happier, to be healthier, 
um, to really get in tune with what I wanted at a true soul level because I knew working in fashion, working in the corporate industry wasn't it no more for me. I was done. I was done, 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 done. And like I said, last, the end of last, uh, the end of August last year, 2019, quit my job, jumped off the biggest cliff I could have ever jumped off in my life. And I tell you, I had so much anxiety. I was so nervous to talk to my boss that I was leaving because I just trusted my gut and my instinct, y'all. I trusted it. Didn't know where I was going to do. Didn't have nothing lined up, FYI. Nothing. Nothing lined up. And luckily, <laughs> uh, a few weeks after I quit, um, one of the staffing agencies that, that does uh, brand ambassador work, like really easy work um, for like retail pop-up activations, that kind of thing. I had done some work, I had done some work with them in the past. So I, I, I think I did, I, I can't remember if she reached out to me or if I reached out to her and I was just like, hey, um, I'm free. <laughs> Because <laughs> she would reach out to me um, when I had my full-time job. And I'd be like, oh, sis, no, I can't. Mm-mm. Mind you, I'm working two. So I was working two jobs. So I was working my full-time job, a part-time job at a retail company. I don't know if I even want to say their name. But I spent four years of my life there. Had a blast. Don't get me wrong. I met great people. But retail is just, whew. She's not it, it either, okay? She ain't it either. Um, but so, yeah, so I, so I reached out to her, but brand activations are a little bit different. It's still retail work, but because it's more like a little bit diverse, it's their short term gigs. Like for me, I felt like that's what it was. Like I needed more diversity. I needed to be like around different people, different environments, like just the same going into work, same BS, same freaking boss who don't know what they doing like it was just a lot of politics a lot of nepotism a lot of just people not knowing what to do but everybody want to be the boss like it was just ugh. and um so anyways did the brand number to work for a little bit and uh then COVID <laughs> and then COVID so I lost all my jobs end of March or middle of March actually and um, been unemployed ever since. Ta-da! <laughs> been unemployed ever since. So I have been, uh, this is now the longest time I've been unemployed, which at first was great. It was cool. It was a little, obviously, I'm sure everyone was like a little like, what's happening? Oh my God, how long is this happening for? What is going on? Um, and look at us now. It's December 2020. Like, I know it's been a long ass year, y'all. It's been a long ass year, but we are here. Here we are. So that's a little bit about me. I hope that was <laughs> insightful <laughs> to some degree or level. I hope you got a bit of a more of an understanding about me. And of course, you know, I'll be sharing more of my stories and different things, but I just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of a synopsis of what really led me here to this point, to this moment. And uh, being here, starting this podcast, I feel really aligned. I'm really excited. It feels very intuitive. And I just really wanted a space where I could just speak freely, speak about... Uh, creative and artistic expression, 
speak about spirituality, cosmic guidance, intuitive wisdom, enlightenment, um, personal development. I'm really into like shadow work and and uh, unblocking just a lot of childhood traumas and um, you know raising self my self worth and. Uh, tapping into my true potential, my heart's desires, you know, I'm into the chakra system and just into my guides, angels, uh, what else, higher selves, uh, yeah, I'm into a lot of stuff. <laughs> and if you're here, I'm sure you are too. So, huh. What is on the cusp of something beautiful, you might ask? Well, on the cusp is just that moment of inspiration. You know what I mean? It's like that second where you're like, ooh, I should do this. Or ooh, you get like this really dope concept or idea, you know? Um, and and you just can't wait to unload it, right? To, un to unfurl, to see where it takes you, to see where it goes. And then the something beautiful part is the finished product or, or even the journey itself to getting to the product. And, you know, we all have heard that line, like, you know, it's not the, it's not the, what do they say? It's not the end result. It's the journeys. Yeah, it's the journey. Sometimes it's the end result too. <laughs> it's both. It's both. And so we're here to discover that. Like, what is our journey? What is our path? What is our mission? What's our purpose? Um, how can we bring about change and impact to our lives and to the people that we want to uh, affect? You know what I mean? And for me, a huge thing is authenticity. I've spent a lot of my life fitting into other people's molds of me, fitting into other people's ideas of me, uh, playing out labels and roles that people have assigned to me that I did not agree with. They were not me at my truest level. I had to figure out who the hell I was and what I wanted. And and that's for me what tapping into my intuition really has done for me and listening to myself, listening to my higher self, you know, not ego self, which is has a role, has a part to play. But it's not beneficial until we can tap into our higher self and really allow that part of ourselves to shine fully and to to really resonate with um, what we're putting out into the world. And for me, as a creative and a creator, I gotta be me. That's just the thing that I've come into this world understanding now. Well, I didn't come into the world understanding, but I understand it now. Um, and... Uh, as an Aquarius, I guess I can get into my zodiac a little bit. Aquarius Sun, Libra Moon, Taurus Rising, and I have a stellium in Capricorn in the ninth house. And if you don't know what a stellium in, it means, it just means that you have a shit ton of planets in one sign. Um, so I have five planets in Capricorn. And my midhaven is in Capricorn because it's on the cusp, <laughs> on the cusp <laughs> of my ninth and tenth house. And so your tenth house, I believe, what they say is you know where you're like public, your public identity and your career and 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 all of that is 
Um, so yeah, a lot of Capricorn energy. That's why I'm not afraid of no work. Ain't, ain't never been scared of no work, okay? Like I said earlier, sis was working two jobs, okay? At one point, I was getting off my full-time job and going to my second job, working, from, working there from uh, Monday and Friday. Monday from Monday night. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I would get off my full-time job go to my part-time job Friday night, be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then work Monday night. Cause I was trying to get like my three to four days in. I was listen, y'all trying to make this money. When you live in New York, <laughs> baby, you need Monty, okay? You need Monty living in the city. And uh, that's that's me. The work is my sweet spot. It's like, yeah, you want me to do some work? Okay, where's the work at? Where's the work? I'll do the work. And I've now realizing I don't have to work so hard. I, I don't want to work that hard. You know what I mean? I want to do things that I love, that I'm passionate about, that inspire me, that bring me joy, that inspire others, that bring other people joy. You know, that's what I'm all about now. And obviously, like I said, Ain't never been scared, no work, still to this day. Um, but I wanted to have meaning and purpose. I wanted to be satisfying and fulfilling to my soul. I don't want to just be doing something just to be doing it. Like that's just not where I am anymore. I'm I'm getting older, <laughs> so I'm getting wiser. <laughs> and uh working just to be working is just not that girl for me. She ain't it. So um, and I had to really accept that. I had to accept that. I want to I wanna do the work, but I want to do the work that's beneficial to my soul, you know? And that really uh, creates change, impact, purpose. Like, I just, I'm beyond, um, like I said, just doing stuff just to be doing it. Like, I really don't want that anymore because I did that for so long, for so long. And um, it wasn't making me happy. It was making me crazy. Um it was just making me crazy, y'all. And um, so now I'm on a mission journey, self-discovery to adhering to what my soul really wants, listening to that, that intuitive guidance, following the breadcrumbs. Um, just to give you a bit of an idea, On the Cusp started as a blog <laughs> on my website, my photography website. And I wanted it to be centered around you know, the struggles that I deal with as a, as a photographer and as a creative and getting over my insecurities, my self-doubt, my anxiety, my depression, um, and, and uh, pushing through all of that to put my work out. And it's something that I still deal with, um, not as much, but something that I, you know, I, I still deal with because there are uh, a lot of underlying stories that I'm still tapping into to bring to the light and to heal within myself so that they're not ruling me subconsciously and affecting my work and my the the work that I'm putting out into the world so started with that right <clears throat> excuse me and um then I was like okay got into the spirituality more really deep and I was like okay I'm really feeling this call to like speak on my lessons and the things that I'm learning and I just started writing out my lessons in my notes app like literally things that I was learning in life and discovering about myself. And um, so full disclosure, I read Oracle cards and I kept getting the call to teach, like teach, teach, teach. And I was just like, teach? Like, I don't want to teach. Like, I ain't going to 
teach nobody? Like, what am I teaching? And uh, kept getting it. Teach, teach, teach. One day I'm laying up in bed, right? Because I kept, I kept having these, um, and this, this, this goes to show you, like, when you, when you don't follow your, your guidance, you don't follow them hits, whatever chakra it's connected to, you will feel the effects. So I kept getting these slip discs, like, yo, slip discs, like, I would, I would literally turn over in bed and slip a disc. Or I would uh, get out of the bed, reposition myself in the bed, slip a disc. I'd stretch, slip a disc. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell is going on, but the devil is a lie. <laughs> okay? The devil is a liar, honey. We're not having all these slip discs up in here. And so once I really started being put into a position where I was like, all right, like, what is this teach? Like, what does this teach me? Like, what am I teaching? And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm extremely visual person. So when I meditate sometimes, or a lot of the times I kind of visualize these things. I'm a bit of a clairvoyant, if you will, if that helps you to understand what that means, you know? And, um, so I had this, I went into meditation and, uh, this is prior to the slip disc, but I went into meditation and I had a, I had a, a session a meditative session with Father Time. And so, which was very interesting, Father Time. And I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, they keep telling me I'm supposed to be teaching. Like, I don't, I don't know what, like, what that means. And he basically told me, like, it's time to share your wisdom. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> So I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'll put them on Instagram. I'll I'll make I'll make them on Instagram. Um, and, and honestly, prior towards even getting to the Instagram part, like I said, I was just putting them. I was just documenting them in my in my notes app. I believe like August of like 2019 was the first month that I started doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write this stuff down because I was getting just like intuitive hits, like so much guidance, so much wisdom. Like, okay, I'm just going to put it in my notes app until I figure out like what this is supposed to be, where it's supposed to go. And, um, and then I slipped disc, <laughs> fast forward to the slip disc, laying in bed and the spirit was like, well, girl, you ain't got nowhere else to go. So <laughs> I guess you might want to make them posts. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not going nowhere. I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> Can't really move. Um, and that was this year. So it took me a long time to get there. It took me a long time to get there. Mind you, had notes for each month up until I say May of this year was the first year I put it out. Um. And like I put out some other stuff too, but like this was like the first time where I really made like a conscious effort. Like, okay, I'm going to put this out on a monthly basis. Like I'm going to select, you know, the ones that resonate with me the most, uh, put them, make a little template or whatever, and, and just put them out there. Like get past the fear, get past the self-doubt, get past the, what are people going to think of me? I'm writing intuitive wisdom posts on my, on my Instagram page. And uh, I just did it. I went for it. And even still, it was a bit of a struggle, you know, getting consistent, getting through the blocks of like the self-doubt, the projections of people, are people going to judge me? Are people judging me? They probably think like, you know, just getting past all of that. And um, 
So did that. And then this year I was I was like, okay, I think on the cusp needs its own page, place, space. I felt like that was a lot of my reservations because I had it on my music page. And I was like, okay, I felt like I can't really allow this to go exactly where I want it to go because this Instagram is for my music. Like I, you know, it's personal, but it's also like my music side, you know? And that's one thing I had to accept about myself that like I am multifaceted and each of my creations, each of my businesses, as I like to affirm, um, they need their own place. They need their own space. They need to be able to be, breathe, go however far they want to go without being muddled or shrouded by other, you know, structures, if you will, within my own identity. And uh, so I, I was like, okay, On the Cusp needs his own thing. So I started On the Cusp Collective, um, actually the end of October. <gasps> wow. I literally just started that. <laughs> just, so finally, so this, so this is what I'm saying, like, when you finally like it is it, it's not it's not quick y'all it's not fast it's not because we have so much shit that we have to get through within ourselves to just trust ourselves to be like you know what yeah spirit told me or my intuition told me or the universe told me god whatever you call upon whatever you feel like you know uh you are connected to we 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 have to work through that self doubt. We have to work through all of the societal program that the programming that we have that tells us you know what, mm -mm. and we have to push through that to be like uh yes mm hmm I am and I will, and and that takes time because we've lived our lives this way for so long. That is a little scary. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. It's uncharted territory. Okay, and even with me listening to all the podcasts that I was listening and, and spiritual podcasts, listening to everyone else's journey, personal development, their growth, yeah, it's inspiring, it's exciting, and you're learning so much. But when it comes to your own personal development, your own personal growth, and and you implementing the things that you learn, aka integration, that's when it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Don't know if I'm quite ready for all of this yet. and But you are. You are. And that's why you, you feel the call. That's why you feel the urge. That's why you're here even listening to me talk about my story. Because you know there's something in you that's like, there's something more, something better, something much more fulfilling, purposeful, impactful within me. I want to do it. I just don't quite know how, where to go about doing it, how to start and, and and even still to this day, like I said, it's it's not a quick fix, this walk, this path, this journey. It's not, okay, I know all this stuff and I'm good. Like, no. Even up till today, I had to like put myself in time out and be like, girl, we need to figure out what the fuck. <laughs> we need to figure out what the fuck because we keep self-sabotaging and we're not getting anything done. So what is it? Let's get underneath all these layers. Let's get to the root of why you're so afraid to take this next step. Even with starting this podcast, I was like, no, I need to get this and I need to get that. I need to have all these things first because I, you know, da, 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 da. And Spirit was finally like, no girl, just start the podcast. Just, just start, just do the first episode, start. Like you're making this whole thing out and you haven't even started yet. And whew, for me, my perfectionism, wooey. Let's take a breath and a pause on that because 
and I know a lot of you guys feel me when it comes to this perfectionism thing. To be quite frank and honest, I know that I am someone who has very high standards, okay? I'm a visionary. I have the vision. I see the vision. I want it done. The way I see it, how I see it, that's how I want it. And the issue that I run into is, okay, this is how I want it. Now, what's it going to take to get there? Because of the impatience, the anxiety. I don't want to do all that. I just want to get there. And time and time again, <laughs> spirits constantly having to reel me back like, sis, you got to take the steps. You have to take the steps. You want to get to step 25, be done. And you haven't even done step one. Like you haven't even done step one yet. Step one is sitting down and writing the plan, creating steps to process. You don't even know how you're going to get there, but you want to get there. And it's a struggle. <laughs> Been on this journey for two years, y'all, and it's still a struggle. It is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to give you no fairy tales, no fantasies, none of that. It is still a struggle for me to sit down and be like, okay, this is what I need to do in order to actualize. Because I'm in such a rush to get it done. It's my, I struggle a lot with time, time management. Again, the anxieties, it just gets to me because I, I know that I have big, huge, beautiful things inside of me. And I feel like this podcast is one of those things. But I, I just want it to be perfect. I just want it to be received perfectly. I want people to see it in its most perfect and beautiful and just no mistakes, no errors, none of that, you know? And and it what happens is it causes a lot of indecisiveness, it causes a lot of insecurities. Like I said, self-sabotage comes into the to the picture and it, it it holds me back. It holds me back. It holds me back. It prevents me from doing anything at all because I'm overanalyzing everything and haven't done anything. And, and so spirit today was like, no, you got to sit down and work this out because otherwise it's only going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And so I'm, I'm reading this beautiful book called Rainbow Medicine. It's a visionary guide to Native American shamanism. And um, it's, it's really a magical book. It really is um, by this um, woman named Wolf Moondance. And I got this off Amazon because uh, Miriam Hasna had talked about star medicine. And that really resonated with me. And I was like, star medicine? What is that? Didn't know what it was. Um, so I Googled it. I was like, what's star medicine? And uh, Wolf Moondance has a whole series of books from a Native American shamanism uh, perspective. And one of the books was actually called Star Medicine. And so uh, she had like five or six different books. And so the one that I have was Rainbow Medicine and I had ordered Star Medicine. Well, Star Medicine got lost in the mail. That was the universe because I guess the universe was like, you're not ready for that yet. Get, get on this Rainbow Medicine. So Rainbow Medicine came. And so um, I, I tipped I tip toe in and out of it because it's, it's really a very in-depth book. And so this week on On the Cusp Collective, I'm talking about the chakra system. Um, I don't know, December 1st, Spirit was like, talk about the chakras. Oh, because I got into my my 10th chakra, so I see colors. How do I explain it? Like, 
colors really they they stick out to me when I'm when I'm attracted to certain colors and so like I said I'm really into the chakra system and um I was in my journal and I was like oh I think I was like connecting like oh like when your solar plexus and your throat chakras are aligned, you know, yellow and blue make green. So that means you're you're better able to connect with your heart. And so I was like, okay, well, what about when the solar plexus and your third eye are, are aligned and they're connected? I was like, yellow and purple make brown. And so I'm reading another book. <laughs> I'm really into books, y'all, uh, called Energetic Boundaries and by Cindy Dale. And so she has... Um, she has a segment in there about the chakras as well. And she goes, I believe she goes into the 12 chakras as well in her inner, in the energetic boundaries book. And so I was like, Brown. Okay. Purple and yellow make Brown. Um, this is where my design <laughs> background comes into play. I'm like purple and yellow make Brown. Like, okay. Wait, what is, what is Brown? Like what color, like what chakra does that resonate with? And so in her book, she said, Brown, connects to the 10th chakra. So I was like, oh, okay, the 10th chakra. All right, let's get into these other chakras because I, I know the seven main chakras that are along, that are, that are along the spine. What, is, what are these other chakras? And so I connected to the 10th chakra, which um, has to do with like your, uh, I think, you know what? Let me not even say nothing wrong. Let me just say it right. <laughs> Let me just get the facts and say how's how sleep. So I don't want to misspeak. Um, so you guys can know exactly what the chakra does. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where are these chakras at though? Where are these chakras at though? Oh, here we go. Aha. Okay. So she says... <clears throat> And I also did some other research on this because I was like, 10th chakra, like I was just, this, you know, I wanted more in depth, but uh, to quote her from her book, so the 10th chakra, the color is brown. And so it, the body area or endocrine gland that it connects with is underground in bones. And I'm really into bones. I don't know why. I've just always been someone who is just fascinated by bones. Um, I think that's just the Georgia O'Keeffe in me. Uh, love bones. <laughs> um, and then this is primary functions, connection to nature, genes, linking to ancestors, feet, legs, environmental intuition. Um, and then age of development, this is preconception and from the ages 35 to 42 years. So um, I was like, okay, the 10th chakra. So I started doing all this research in the 10th chakra. All that to say this, I got uh, an intuitive nudge to like go through the chakras. And it's actually been super insightful for me to just, because I'm also doing, um, there's a mantra that correlates with each chakra that I, that I um, have been putting on the, on the, on my Instagram, on the, on the, on the cusp collective page. And um, so I have a quote and then I do my caption, which kind of talks about, you know, how it's resonating with me. And then I have a, um, a mantra that I include just to kind of help you tap into that chakra. So I've been following this, the, like I said, this rainbow medicine book. She also talks about, she talks about the four directions, north, south, east, west. <laughs> Don't know my directions. 
Um, she talks about the moon, the, the, the sun, which I haven't gotten to there yet. And so like I said, I've just been bouncing around. And then because I noticed that um, she has chapters on the colors, I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect. Cause you know, I'm doing this tapping into the chakras for, for the, for the Instagram page. So she, she um, basically walks you through her shamanic journeys. And so she journeys with each of the colors. And when I read orange, which uh, is the color for the sacral chakra, she had some really beautiful teachings and insight about um, the process of balance. Because the sacral chakra is all about learning how to balance. And um, so I did it. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take time today, this morning. That's going to be my meditation to dig into to why I'm self-sabotaging. Because I had all this stuff that I wanted to do for the for the brand, for On the Cusp, and I got none of it done this week, to be very honest with you guys. I got absolutely none of it done. I was really hard on myself. I was really frustrated. Yesterday, I felt like shit. And I had to do a mantra before I went to bed. That And I said... Tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow will bring better. Tomorrow will feel better. And that's what I said over myself at least three or four times before I went to sleep. Because I cannot go to bed in this energy because I, I feel like crap. Um, so I said, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to go through her. She says she, she calls it the teachings and process of balance. So one of the things that she says here, um, she encourages you to take out your journal, which I avid journaler. I love journaling. And um, I'm going to read the four questions that she asks, just in case this, maybe this will help you guys as well. So it says, what are the things that unbalance me? What am I like when I am unbalanced? Whose fault is the imbalance? And the fourth question is, what is the core of fault? So I went through and answered each one of these questions today to just, because I I had to get to the root. Like that's the only way to push through the self-doubt, the insecurity, the fear. Um, and these are really all coping mechanisms because we're, when you trust in your intuition, there's no blueprint. There's no, there is, but there isn't. You know what I mean? Like your soul definitely has a blueprint, but as far as like here in the 3D realm, like, no, it's not like, okay, you do this step, this step, this step, this step, this step, and then this is it. Like, you don't know, you have to trust. You have to trust, you have to have faith. And I struggle a lot with trusting myself. That's a huge piece of following your intuition is trusting that the universe has your back. Everything is working out to your good. And sometimes we hear that phrase so much that it's just like, okay, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, but it's the truth. It is. Everything is working out for your good. Even the stuff that feels icky and uncomfortable and stressful and frustrating. Like those are just human 3D emotions. Like that's a part of walking this earth walk. That's a part of living life, you know? When you're a spirit, when you're a, when you're a living on the other realms and planes, you don't have these worries. You don't have these stressors. They're very 3D things to be going through, but that's what makes life beautiful. It's to be able to get through them and get to the other side of something beautiful. <laughs> and so, um, so she also walks you through um, 
finding symbols that connect with four acts of balance, which are self-confidence, self-assuredness, self-control, and self-esteem. And I also want to say this, like, when you're doing this kind of work, like really tapping into yourself like this on this level, I mean, you don't have to do this, but I, I would encourage you to really get into a meditative state, even if it's just taking four deep breaths, asking your higher self to come through, asking God, the Holy Spirit, your angels, your guides, again, whatever you connect to, um, to just come through and to speak honestly and to speak openly with you because again, honesty is the only way you're going to really get through, through the, the, uh, that struggle, you know, that internal struggle that we have, that, that ego. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a bit of an ego death. It is because our ego is meant to keep us safe and to protect us, but we haven't, but our ego has been trained to keep us safe and protected in, in its insecurity, right? Because that's what it's comfortable with or in its self-doubt because that's what it's comfortable with. You know, that's what keeps you safe. Okay. If I don't think that I can do this, then I won't try and I won't fail, you know? And so that's what I really had to tap into today was a little bit of an ego death, you know, because the goal is to get your ego to ascend, to help your higher self, to help your spiritual self, to help that, that energetic side of you to, to ascend and to, to do great things in the world, you know, like you're tapping into uncharted territories. Like I said earlier, you, you've never seen yourself do this before, you know, so you don't have you don't have a guideline. You have other people's guidelines and what they've been through and what they what they did and what they're telling you that they did. But as far as you, your own guideline, you don't really quite have that yet. So you're creating that as you go. That's what your intuition is doing. And the more you follow your intuition, the more you see that your intuition is here to help you and to guide you and to, and to protect you, really. Your intuition is really here to protect you. Your ego is to help assist your intuition that is what we have to retrain our ego to do to help us instead of hindering us um so that's what i had to do today y'all and i went through so the other part of this um this uh what do you want to call it this activity um for balance is she gives you seven steps um says breathe and relax like i said again going into a meditative state is meditative state is really good put on some beautiful music some jazz some some beats some binaural beats whatever you have to do to just get you in a flow and a rhythm um organize so she she asks to write down your strengths and weaknesses so i'm actually going to read my strengths and weaknesses in in the spirit of uh not only accountability, but just <clears throat> uh, integrity, honesty, authenticity. I don't know, whatever, pick, pick, pick whatever word you, sounds best to you. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read the seven steps. So she says, organize, set goals. Um, so she asked you to line out short-term and long-term goals, which I did, which is the, the key thing that I needed to do when I had this big old huge vision. And now that I, I, now that I did this, y'all, I did this... And so y'all, I did this and I felt so much better afterwards. I felt so much better. And uh, I once heard someone say, the best way to um, quell anxiety is to create a plan. And so I did that in my anxiety, y'all. I felt so much more at peace with, with what I wanted to do and what I wanted to put out. 
what I wanted to create. Um, and then she says, take the action involved, get the proof. So document, you know, when you, when you achieve certain goals that you've listed out, get the wisdom. So, um, you know, go into a retrospective state to see, okay, like, what did I do? How did this work? How did this help me? How did this benefit me? And then step seven is to celebrate yourself, which I think is beautiful, which is what we need to do, you know? And that's what I had to realize is like, I get so overwhelmed with everything that I need to do that I don't, I don't celebrate myself for, for doing the little small things. Like, I was like, okay, I sat down, I made a plan, I, I wrote out my strengths and weaknesses, so now I know when I'm starting to get in this mode again, I'm going to look at my strengths and weaknesses list and be like, okay, what is this? What is this that's showing itself to me? And how can I move through this more easily? And, and that is to be celebrated. Just that alone, and I got a few things off my list knocked out today, I felt very good, very accomplished. You know, it wasn't everything. No, but that's okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, like I said, I have very high standards for myself. I'm very hard on myself. And when I don't do all of it, everything in one day, because who the fuck do I think I am? <laughs> I, I get really down on myself. I get really depressed and anxiety kicks in again. And um, so I'm just really learning to navigate through that with more grace and ease. So here are some of my strengths and weaknesses, okay? See if I can give y'all all my tea. <laughs> so, I'm gonna read a few of my strengths, okay? Y'all don't even know all my business. <laughs> so, strengths. Extremely creative, colorful visionary. Um, analytical mind, in a, in a good way. I'm, I have an analytical mind, critical thinker, because I really like to understand the functionality of things. I like to know how things work. Why do they work? Is it effective? Is it beneficial? And um, let's see what else. Very intuitive and empathic. Um, warm and friendly, observant and cautious and funny. <laughs> um, some of my weaknesses are I second guess myself, leading to insecure thoughts and actions, a.k.a. being indecisive. Not so great at managing my time because I allow myself to be overwhelmed with everything that I want to do. Um, adhering to structures that I've set for myself, AKA not having good boundaries with myself, um, not being in, in and maintaining my high self-worth because, you know, that sometimes can be a little bit of a struggle. I definitely have people pleasing tendencies, um, but I'm working through that as well. Uh, poor relational and physical boundaries, working through that as well with my good sis, Cindy Dale's book here, Energetic Boundaries. That is something that resonates with you. If you're like, energetic boundaries, what's that? I highly advise and suggest you to get her book. It is groundbreaking, to say the least. Groundbreaking, it goes through so much stuff in here, y'all, about chakras, about um, how to protect yourself, how to um, heal your energetic boundaries, how to tap into your inner child, and parenting tips and techniques, uh, developing better work boundaries, like, I mean, all kind of stuff. So literally the book says, how to stay protected and connected in work, love, and life, energetic boundaries. So again, if that resonates with you, I highly, highly, highly suggest you to check that out and go and get it, uh, order it. And then um, another one of my uh, weaknesses is procrastinating. 
I procrastinate. <sighs> Working through that as well. Perfectionism again, like I said earlier, which leads to fast burnout before even trying. Um, so, so yeah, these are the things that were really brought into my awareness and just writing them down, seeing them laid out for me like this. It just really, I know it's going to help me moving forward because when, when any of these things come up, these weaknesses come up, I'm going to know how to better move through them. You know what I mean? I'm going to know, okay, I have a weakness of taking small actionable steps. All right. So am I feeling overwhelmed because I'm not, I haven't wrote down the plan yet. I haven't created a plan. I haven't broken this down enough to make it feel achievable, to make it feel doable. Am I still stuck on the end results, on the end vision and, and, and my, maybe in the, at this moment in time, I don't have all the funds or the resources or whatever to, to have it be done in the way I see it, you know? Can I scale it back some or can I take a smaller chunk out of that vision and just start there, you know, and then allow it to grow and evolve? Like a lot of times, whoo, and that's all this earth energy that's in me. I get stuck very easily because again, big picture goals. I have the vision. I have the range. <laughs> I see the vision. I see what I want. And then when I get into the reality of, oh shit. I actually don't have everything I need to create what I want. There's no point in me doing this. That's what I'm moving through. That's what I'm learning to get beyond and move past because whew, getting into this root chakra, getting grounded in myself, I am enough. I am enough. And just because I don't have all the funds, the resources, the whatever I think I need to create large scale, big picture, I have what it takes. I have what I need to create small scale, small picture. Okay. And once I get small scale, small picture, then I can get small, medium scale, small, medium picture. Right. And then I get medium scale, medium picture. Okay. And then I get, then I get medium, large scale, medium, large picture. And then I get large picture, large scale. So that's what I'm having to remind myself is not to get discouraged because the reality isn't matching the, the, I don't want to say fantasy, but the, the dream, the goal, the aspiration, like break it down. Break it down into small chunks, actionable steps. That really is my lesson for today um, because that's what I did for myself and I was able to get a really significant portion of what I needed to get done today. Um, I'm working on a brand guide, a visual brand guide for myself and um, it was mostly just just putting the pieces together, putting it all in one document so that way when I go to put it into a more um, graphical template format, I have all the words written out. Everything's already done. I'm really just gonna be copying and pasting, picking pictures, picking images, you know, some cute fonts or whatever. I already have a color story and everything. So yeah, that's where I am in this journey, on this path. Whew, trust me, you guys, you are not alone on this creative path. It is a path, it's a process, it's a journey, but we are here to learn our lessons to follow our intuitive guidance and wisdom so that it can be a little bit easier, you know? And um, I, had a, I had a quote uh, on, on the gram, on the Cusp Collective uh, that says, when I follow my intuition, I actually do less work. And what that means is 
when I follow my guidance, what I was told to do, right? I don't have to work as hard to achieve my goals or to, to do what I want, do what I saw for myself. It's when I want to pull off and get off at this exit and go over here and see if there's a shortcut over there, or I want to backtrack and go over there because such and such told me to do this or told me I should do that, or I come back back around because my mama said this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, I've done everything other than what I was supposed to do, right? So it's like, now let me let me try that. Let me try actually listening to my intuition and see what I get. And more often than not, it's usually much more easier, a better pathway for us because it's directly aligned with our soul and it's more beneficial. It's more efficient, you know, and the more we practice that because it's a practice, it is a practice. The more we practice that, the more we realize our intuition is actually here to guide us, to help us to direct us you know and our intuition is really here to protect us to be quite honest you know and and we've been conditioned to allow the ego to to guide and direct us but the ego doesn't quite know all of the steps they don't he doesn't he she it they them um, doesn't fully know everything. So that's when following, you know, higher self, tuning into source, tuning into spirit, God, the universe, they have the blueprint. They have our soul's blueprint. They know what's up, where to go left, where to go next, where to jump, skip, hop, you know. Um, it's us here on the 3D realm in the body that is trying to figure that out. So when we start to you know, hone in on our intuitive gifts, which, you know, we're going to get into that as well because I love talking about stuff like that. Um, that's when we know, okay, no, let me just stay on my path, my course, my direction. Let me not get sidetracked by such and such over there. Um, let me stay on my path and follow what I've been led to do. And let me see where that takes me, you know? And um, like I said, I'll, I'll repeat the, the quote. It is, and you can repeat after me. The more I follow my intuition, the less work I actually have to do. So I'm going to leave that there with you. Again, I hope what you heard today was inspiring, insightful, encouraging. Um, yeah, be sure to um, follow us on Instagram on the Cusp Collective. That's your thing. Um, what else? If you like what you heard, again, please rate, review. Um, yeah, rate, review. Let me know what you think. Um, and yeah, we'll be here every Thursday talking about art, spirituality, mental health, wellness, all of those things that make us beautiful beings. <laughs> All right, again, I am your host, Mikalei Imani, a.k.a. Mickey C's, a.k.a. Parcel, and um, I'll see you next week. Bye.